Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Vertical Momentum. I am your host, Richard Kaufman. And guys, this is going to be a great episode. I'm having a friend of mine on. He's done some great things in the uniform. He's doing even better things out of the uniform. But first, I want to thank our sponsors. Um, if you guys love barbecue sauce and hot sauce like I do, there's a new company out by Green. It's called Simmer Fi. Definitely check out if you like barbecue and hot sauce. Some of the best tasting barbecue I've ever had. So, guys, we're going to be talking to my friend Brian. He's got some amazing things he's doing now. And he's going to tell us his story and why he's doing what he's doing. Hey, brother, how are you today? Oh, brother, I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. It's been a long week, and I'm glad to catch up. So what you got going on today? Well, today we're I'm finishing up the op order for our first event at Forward Operating Base Rush. Since we last talked, we have been blessed with 20 acres in a 10,000 square foot building. Wow. And where is that at? Macanda, Illinois. It's about eight miles south of Carbondale, Illinois. Right in, right in the middle of, of Illinois wine country. I didn't know they had a wine country up there, but it's right in the middle of it. So talk to us. Where are you from and what kind of little boy were you? Uh, well, I grew up in a military family, a Navy family. So that question of where are you from is also a hard one to answer. I was born in Traverse City, Michigan, because my father was on duty at Great Lakes. Uh, moved all over the nation, but I graduated high school out of Seattle, Washington, where I joined the Army. Um, between that, I was in the Sea Cadet Corps and, you know, basic military family. Uh, joined the Army as a combat medic at 17. Now, I love everybody's recruiting story, so tell us your recruiting story. Well, my recruiting story is, okay, I come from a Navy family, right? I knew I wanted to be a medic. So I walked into the Navy office and said, here's my ASVAB, and they said, well, we'll see what we can do. I didn't go to the Marine Corps because they take their medics from the Navy, right? So I walked over to the Air Force. Hey, I want to be a medic. Here's all my scores. Oh, we'll see what we can do. Was walking out of the Air Force office. The Army recruiter goes, hey, I heard you want to be a medic. He pulled me up. He goes, you qualify when you want to leave. I was like, uh, I got to finish high school first, right? He goes, yeah, but basic training at Fort Jackson and then off to Fort Sam Houston, Texas. Now, what year did you go in? 1985. All right. So me and you were around the same ages. Uh, so uh, we, we went through and uh, we were allowed to actually sing cadence and have fun with it. Uh, where it wasn't so politically correct like it is today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we had some really good cadences, you know. 
yeah, so, it's got all PC'd. So what was it like um, going to Fort Sam Houston? Uh, I want to consider going to college. You know, for the medics. Uh, you know, I got other buddies that went to other MOSs and we worked basically Monday through Friday. We went to class, did our labs. We had weekends off every weekend. Uh, you know, it was a college, but it was a very important college. Uh, I remember once I came back, Sunday recall was at 1800, and I come rolling in, but you, Bermuda shorts and a skateboard. <laughs> so now, how many years did you do total? Uh, 26 years, four months, and 18 days. But who's counting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously you had multiple deployments? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cut my teeth in Desert Storm as a PFC, and then 9-11 happened, and I don't care to count. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, so what was the decision for you to get out of the military? Uh, well, one of my tours, I got wounded. And they were going to medboard me out, but I had a cool sergeant major that threw me over to recruiting so I could finish out my time. Uh, I retired out because they were going to bump me up one more rank. But the wife didn't want to move, and North Dakota just wasn't in my blood. You know, now we're going to talk a little bit about business and then we're going to get on to other things. But, you know, I talk to a lot of veterans now. I'm up to like 260 episodes or something. And a lot of times when a veteran gets out of the military, you know, they want to start a T-shirt company, a hat company, liquor, coffee. And uh, $10,000 later, they're in debt and don't know what the hell just happened. Because a lot of times when we get out, you know, when, when we're in the military, we're all hardcore and hua hua, you know, but we get used to getting paid on the first and 15th, uh, getting BAQ and all that good stuff. And, you know, like Nick Valentine says, you know, once you, once you step off base, the military does not give a shit about you anymore. So what was your transitioning like? Uh, my transitioning was pretty good. I mean, I didn't want to start a business. Uh, my, my goal was to sell everything, get one of them big, massive RVs, and just drive around. But life throws twists at you. My son, he is a wounded warrior. Uh, he has a traumatic brain injury, and we kind of are his caretakers. So that kind of anchored me, you know. So now... How did you, you know, because like I have a traumatic brain injury, so I totally get, you know, where you're coming from with um, trying to help you help your help your boy. Um, and and I don't mean it, boy, as disrespectful, but oh, no, no, you know, he's my, my boy. Like my, you know, my son's a freshman in college, and he's always going to be my boy. Oh you know? yeah. Um, yeah. So how did this, um, what you're doing now? How did this all come about? 
Uh, well, nine years ago, I almost became one of the 22. That's when my son came home and my whole life just crushed around me. I self-medicated with alcohol. All right. And then I got a phone call from another veteran buddy of mine, and I guess it was the medic in me that said, hey, he dance with this. And that just changed everything. Uh, he invited me down to a little pink building in downtown Paducah called the Free Spirit Biker Church. This is how I know God has a sense of humor. He started a biker church in a pink building. Right? Okay. So, move on through there. I get myself straight, right? On the straight and narrow, you know. I was now, let's, talk, sorry, let's talk about that because, as you know, I've been in recovery over 30 years. So, talk to us about how you started to get some help and how you started changing your life. Well, it was uh, Pastor Dennis Lawrence and, and the Free Spirit Biker Church. They showed me a different way. Uh, Pastor Lawrence, I mean, he was... He, I got invited down to a big event they were having at the church, right? Because my buddy didn't want to go alone. And I want to say, Pastor Lawrence there... Everybody says, oh, he took the time to talk. No, he didn't. He took the time to listen. That's the key, to listen. And then he proceeded to talk with me and introduced me to other veterans in the church, that Vietnam veterans, right, especially, and that brotherhood that camaraderie-ship, that support level, you know, got me back to, I want to say, living. So to me, that you know, that was just very important, was that, it was that support that I got. So... Talk to us about how, you know, things started leading up to helping the people that you're trying to help now and what your mission is. Well, say I got saved four years ago. I got a call from the wife of one of my best friends. You know, we did a few tours together. You know, he was just a stellar NCO. And she called in a panic going, Doc. Doc, what do I do? What do I do? He's hanging in the garage. Uh, I've been toying around, before that call, I've been toying around with rebuilding a motorcycle because that's my therapy, tinkering around things. You know what I mean? Just working on things. And I had a couple buddies of mine, veteran dudes and one said, oh, man, wouldn't it be great if your shop was bigger? Well, of course, right? Shop, bathroom, kitchen, really don't need a bedroom, but hey. And then my other buddy went, oh, dude, if I hung out here for 30 days, we could get this knocked out. And he's that brother that 
Well, I'll just say this. The last time we hung out for more than a day together, there was bail money involved. And I'm not allowed in Annapolis, Maryland anymore. Okay. I get get that. Okay. Been there, done that. Yeah. So that was all transferring all at one time. And then when I get the call from Sergeant Tempinski's wife, I went down and I said, you know what? Something has to change. Something's got to change. There's push people doing push-ups, there's 5Ks, and there's, right? Awareness, yes, I love everybody that does the awareness. But you and I both know, you go to the VA, they throw you in a 30-day program and say, hey, you're good, go out. Oh, by the way, here's your meds, right? You know, something had to change. So we started out raising funds for 114 acres here in Western Kentucky for Fort Hope. That was in 2018. 2019, we start getting our feet planted or start getting momentum. I think I was on your show around that time. Hey, Right. Yep. That was you're one of the first people that you ever talked to talked about what you're doing on the show. Yeah. And we were starting to get rolling, rolling, and then 2020 happened. <laughs> so how did you? <clears throat> well, uh, I got to do a big shout out to my brother, Pastor Greg Locke of the Mount Juliet Evangelical Church down there in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. We were getting about ready to close the doors because, you know, I'm only a retired sergeant first class, right? I'm not rich by any means. And one of our big fundraising things was our Club 22 from restaurants. And when they all closed, right, went down there for prayer because if you haven't seen Pastor Greylock or heard him, if you get a chance for him to lay hands on him and pray, I swear, I think God's receptionist goes, hey, it's Pastor Locke on line one. Boom. Right. His church gave us a donation to help keep, you know, moving forward. That led to the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the Still Serving Campaign, picking up the mission, my story, great, right? Which led to us getting a phone call from the Haven of Love Christian Daycare Center, a nonprofit up there in Macanda. He goes, are you willing to come up here and tell us about your mission? Of course. Uh, Well, wait, that led to WSIL-TV doing the story on us. It led to Haven of Love. My my apologies. Uh, But go up there. He walks me around these 20 acres. This was in uh, late August, early September. Takes me through the building, asks, hey, can you guys use this? And I went, of course we can. 
but brother, there's no way we can afford this. This is just way too, too much. I mean, we're barely hanging on by our teeth. And he goes, well, would it help if we donated it to you? Wow. So, I mean, that's, that's truly amazing. But, you know, sometimes, you know, we pray for things and then when we get them, we don't know what to do with it because then there's so much stuff to afterwards to do with it. So now what were some of the steps or are some of the steps you have after getting it donated? Well, and again, when we pray for things, right, God puts us, puts things in our path that we need. You know, we were starting with Fort Hope, right? Where we want to house 100 veterans. Well, this Fort Operating Base Rush, which is named after Sergeant Courtney Rush of the United States Air Force. She's from Illinois. She lost the demons to the, the fight to the demons in 2012. Okay. So this is how we're going to name all these. But this so was, so go how, ahead. How did you come to the, uh, the awareness of uh, Rush? Uh, we put a call out after we got the donation within our network of our families. Uh, we have a group on our Facebook page called Project Die Hard Families. It is a closed group to those families that have lost a veteran to the demons. It's what we can do for the families. There's, I mean, there's families there that lost their veterans years and years ago. We have one family just joined us last week that just lost her, her veteran two weeks ago, right? So that's a peer support group that that we offer but we put that call out and Gail Rush the mother of Sergeant Courtney Rush responded and we talked and that's how the name came about I caught a lot of flack though naming it after a veteran that died by suicide over naming it after uh Purple Heart recipient, Medal of Honor, Bronze Star. Well, that's not our mission. I want to make sure nobody ever forgets that that war still continues here at home. And I, I think it's it's truly admirable, and I'm sure her family really appreciates it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's they do. They've been avid supporters. Uh, I mean, they're just, they're just great people. Her mother, her mother and father are just great people. So, uh, let's see, but back on this, this is how God goes. You know what? You weren't ready for Fort Hope. You weren't ready to house a hundred veterans. When we get Fort Operating Base Rush up and running, we will go to house 12 single veterans and two veterans with their families for up to a year. I guess 
that's what sets us apart. We're taking on families. Everybody tells me I'm crazy, insurance and all this stuff, but uh, I got a call about a year ago from a veteran out in California. Long story short, he asked if we were real. Yes, we're real. We're a nonprofit organization. We're based here, right? And, he go, and I had to apologize that we weren't up and operating. I still get those calls today. Uh, come to find out, he's an 80% disabled veteran living in a minivan with three kids. Totally unacceptable, right? Oh, definitely. So I go back to my board and said, hey, guess what? We're doing families. <laughs> because there's a need. So now when you go, you know, we were blessed enough to have you come speak on, on April 3rd on our Today I Decide mm -hmm. uh, Mental Health Summit. We were so grateful for you to show up. Um, and hopefully that helped out a little bit. It did. So now, um, you know, now you have this, all this big, these big buildings, and what are you doing now? Well, right now, uh, we're still finalizing architectural drawings. Uh, this whole building needs redone to bring it back up to code. It hasn't been used in ten years. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done on this building. Uh, so we're drawing up those. Uh, we're still 37 people short of our patron drive. We started January 1st to cover the insurance and utilities. But we're moving ahead because we know God's got this. But once we finalize all that, then we start demo, inspection, and then it's fundraising to get the remodel, remodeling done. Uh, we're estimating anywhere between five and $800,000. So now are you, um, what kind of help are you getting? Are people doing one-time donations? Are people doing monthly donations? Well, we get some one-timers. Uh, we are applying for grants and all that. We, we lost a $500,000 grant because we don't have paid employees. Yeah, go figure, right? Uh, but yeah, we do get some, we have a couple corporate sponsors that do their part. Uh, we got some one-time donations from a couple individuals, but we really count on our $22 a month patrons. Okay. Cause this is how, you know, we can't count on a grant. You know, we write for them, we get them or we don't. Uh, now, now, I have a question because um, I, I see it a lot. You know, I've been in the veteran community now business-wise for a couple of years. Everybody wants to say they 
support veterans until it's time to write out a check. Oh, so true. So why so do you, why do you think that is? Uh, why do I think that is? Well, maybe they came from the tough times, right? And that's the way they got to, they remember that they came from that tough time and they don't want to remember it. You know, uh, I, look, I applaud all of our veterans out there in the business world that are making it great, right? That are kicking butt and taking names. Uh, I have nothing but the utmost respect for those guys. But in that same retrospect, since they're doing so good, why don't they help us that are trying to help our brothers and sisters? Because they don't got time to do it. That's that that's my job. You know what I mean? I I'm not here to make a fortune. I'm not here to get famous. That's that's not my gig. My gig is helping my brothers and sisters to get back to the civilian world, whether it be through skill training, counseling, just anything we can do to, you know, a year. Everybody goes, why a year? Well, because 90 days just doesn't fix anything. It's, there's no rent form. They don't got utility bills so they can catch up on their bills so they can work out of being in debt. Uh, we're finalizing a financial planning institution to come on board with us to help the veterans, you know, not to browbeat them, but just to, hey, let's, let's look at what you got. Let's see how we can work all this out. And after the end of the year, we're hoping they're going to have that nest egg. They're going to be ready to go out and do some good. And I don't know how many veteran business owners I've invited to, hey, when we get this facility up and running, would you like to come and talk to the veterans? Show them that, hey, it can be done. And I still haven't gotten a response from that. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, when you, you tell them your ideas, um, and I'm sure a lot of them, their eyes just glaze over and they just don't, you know, they can't see it in their mind. But when they walk the property, I'm sure it's much a much different um, mindset when they're actually walking the property. They can see what you're talking about. Yes, yes. And this is why... Uh, we're going to be holding our first event on Forward Operating Base Rush coming in July, right? That's what I'm working on, on the on all that, getting all that stuff lined out. Uh, we're, yeah, that is, uh, we're working good. I got, people need to tune into our Facebook page every Friday at 5 o'clock. We do a Friday at 5 o'clock update and a mission update and that's where we put out news and keep all of our patrons informed right of what we're doing but yes 
I'm inviting Lottie Dottie, everybody to come and take a tour. I go up there three days a week just to give tours. Okay, so, um, and hopefully, I mean, I, I'm sorry I can't make it tonight, later on, but, you know, it's my daughter's softball practice. And, oh, brother, brother, I totally understand. So God, family, everything else. I hopefully you'll just mention that you're on the show today. Oh, but I then, will. I will. How can somebody, if they want to do a one-time donation, how could somebody, if they want to do a monthly donation, where can they find you? Where can they go? projectdiehard.org uh, I'm not going to lie brother it is set to default for a monthly donation so if you want to make a one time donation right make sure you mark it one time okay and I got to tell everybody whether you give $22 a month or 22000 a month right every patron has the same rights. You get to come to any facility of Project Die Hard and see where your money's going. But I gotta put a caveat on that. Bring muck boots and work gloves because there's always something to be done. I love it, brother. Well, there you go, guys. Definitely. Um... I know I'm going to be supporting them and I know that I'll, I'll always support Brian and what they're got going on. And guys, like I said, if you love barbecue sauce, if you love hot sauce, check out my brother's company. He's a fellow veteran. It's called simmer and check them out. Brian, thank you so much brother for hopping on. This is going to go out in a couple of weeks, but I just want to say thank you and have a beautiful weekend. Oh, you too, brother. Enjoy that softball game. I don't know about where you're at, but we're going to get some rain here starting this afternoon. So eh. It looks pretty nice. And I'm going to try to link up with you on, on LinkedIn because that's where I do most of my damage. So I love you, brother, and have an amazing weekend. And, of course, brother. All right, brother. Be good. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.